Apple TVs for all mankind episode 8 delivered on a drama with just two episodes left in the fourth season. How was it? Let's talk about it, but first. Let us begin. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to Bruce Stilled. I'm your host, Brandon, and for this episode of Bruce Stilled, I'll be recapping episode 8 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, season 4. We're now just two episodes away from the finale of season 4, and the action and the drama and the story is really starting to unfold in a very unique way that could mean a very exciting and wild finish for season 4. So I'll be recapping here Bruce Stilled. Before I begin, to what beer am I pairing for this episode of Bruce Stilled and for episode 8 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, season 4? Well, that beer comes to us from Russian River Brewing Company and San Rosa, California, as called Damnation. Damnation is a Belgian-inspired beer inspired by Deval and other strong Belgian golden ales from Belgium. Damnation is an inspired strong ale that has a fruity banana flavor and a dry spicy finish. It has a nice golden color with a nice head on top that lingers for quite some time as long as you pour it into the right glass. For the ABV, it is 7.5%. For the quality, it is excellent and well-crafted in a nice Belgian-inspired beer from Russian River Brewing Company out of Santa Rosa who makes excellent craft beer here in the state of California, and Damnation is a prime example of their creations. I love the flavor. It's not too bitter and also not too hoppy. It's a really nice, well-balanced beer that you can have any time of the year as this beer is brewed and also available all year round. And also fits the theme of this episode because a lot of our characters in this series are making some really bold decisions that might be borderline Damnation. I mean, look at Margot, for example, and I'll be talking about her in this episode, all the choices she has made, and the consequences she may have to face. But also, what she did is borderline damnation, and that's why I'm pairing this beer for this episode of Brusilled and for Apple TV's episode 8 in her fourth season. And that beer is called Damnation from Russian River Brewing Company in Santa Rosa, California. A nice Belgian-inspired beer with an ABV of 7.5%. Delphi do check it out. So here I go with a recap of Apple TV's For All Mankind, Episode 8, and our fourth season. If you've not seen the show, and you want to watch the show, do not proceed forward, because there will be spoilers. Ready? Well, here we go. Episode 8 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, the fourth season opens up with a very unique opening as we see Sergei. Now remember Sergei back from Season 3, Margot's friend and also Soviet counterpart, who with Margot's help, defected from the Soviet Union went to hiding in the United States under an alias. Sergei is now living in Iowa, of all places, a very quiet life in suburbia in Iowa and works as a school teacher. For Sergei, it's a pretty quiet life. He has an American wife, a nice house, and also a great job as a school teacher teaching science for local high schoolers. But also it's very surreal as well seeing Sergei in this new life because, like other topics in this series, there are questions and mysteries such as, where is Sergei's extended family? I thought this guy was married with kids. We definitely don't know where they're at along with his parents because Sergei, when he left the Soviet Union at the end of season 3, didn't come alone. He had his whole family with them, and I wonder, where are they now in Sergei's new life in Iowa? But also, Sergei does appear to be happy. This new whole life in Iowa, most likely set up by the CIA, is very tranquil and very peaceful. But later in the cold opening in the introduction, when Sergei's getting ready to go to bed, he hears Margot's voice, and goes to television to see Margot giving her press conference on why she defected to the Soviet Union. Sergei is very thrown aback, and very surprised. His wife has no idea that him and Margot once had a very special connection from Season 3, and Sergei's also very shocked by this it has a very big impact on him. He can't really live his life because of this and blanks out during the classroom session at his high school teaching. Later in the 
opening, Sergei's at a fork in the road. I love this scene as I'm watching it right now. He has a choice, go left to the job at the high school or take a right and go down to Texas. For Sergei, this moment is very significant because he has to make a choice. Does he stay in Iowa and continue his everyday life or make the drive to Texas? Eventually, Sergei makes a choice to drive down to Texas and also it seems very happy about this. Sergei's face is very happy. He seems relieved that he knows Margo is alive. Also seems happy he's driving down to Texas to find Margo, which was a very great opening for this episode because I did wonder when season 4 started, were we going to see Sergei or was Sergei going to be written off as a character because there are characters in the series we have not seen in season 4 such as Ellen, Larry, and also Molly's husband Wayne. These characters we never saw in season 4 and probably never will. And Sergei is one of those characters, but now Sergei is back in the series and we now saw him for the first time in season 4 in his very unique opening, which was one of the very best openings in the entire series. For at first, we don't know what Sergei's motivations are right now because is he so romantically interested in Margo or does he have other motivations? We don't see that in this scene when he's driving down to Houston, but also we do know that Sergei is a man on a mission. He wants to find closure, he wants to find Margo, but also not all is what it seems. And we'll get to that later because Sergei's going to make a major revelation to Margo in this episode that could very well change her own destiny in this series. For the Happy Valley story arc, we see Ed and Sam at the speakeasy now run by Miles. Ed is telling Sam about joining Dev on a secret mission to get the asteroid. Sam is very skeptical about this, and she's also not very happy with Ed that Ed is now working with Dev. Ed assures Sam that Dev's operation is also very legitimate to work with, and does agree with Sam that Dev is indeed what Ed calls an effing a-hole. Simultaneously, as they're having this talk in the speakeasy, the speakeasy gets shut down by leadership from Helios, and Miles' operation is now shut down as they're no longer a speakeasy. We see crackdown on Mars on Helios' workers, as we see what appears to be martial law against Helios' workers as consequences from their strike from the past episode. To make things worse, they're also sealing off access to certain parts on base for the workers in order to prevent them from having a hiding place to unionize again in the future. This stuff does show a lot of hostile mindsets on Mars, a divide between Helios' leadership, NASA leadership, and also the Mars 7 Charter and Helios' workers. It's definitely not a very positive environment to see in this episode, and I do wonder, how can a base like this operate functionally on a far-off planet away from Earth? This is definitely a very screwed-up situation, and I can't help but think, how can a base like this operate functionally on Mars away from Earth when you have this hostile dynamic without avoiding an accident? I definitely do believe this hostile mindset could probably lead to some trouble down the road before Season 4 does conclude. Still though, Sam and Ed are going to talk to Dev about their secret operation. And also for Ed, he has to babysit his grandson Alex for a while as Kelly's going to an operation to a crater on Mars, leaving Ed and Dev with a major dilemma because Ed and Dev, they want to do this secretly, but now they both got a major situation on their hands by doing the babysitting for Kelly's son. Meanwhile, back at NASA, Margot arrives back at NASA to several protesters who want to see Margot arrested because of what she did back in Season 3 by defecting to Russia, and now Margot comes back to NASA to very cold reception not only protesters, but also to a very silent and hostile environment as everyone knows what Margot did and they don't want to deal with her, let alone work with her, and also be in the same building as her. For an example of this, Margot sees her old office assistant and she tries to talk with her, but her old assistant is also very cold and distant to Margot and tells Margo she's really busy and has something to get to. She clearly does not want to see Margo, doesn't want to talk to Margo, and we see that in this scene. Margo is confused by this, and Eli does assure Margo that her former co-worker is also very busy. But we all know what's happening here. I mean, everyone, understandably so, at NASA, is very pissed off at Margo for what she did back in Season 3. And I'm one of them. I mean, we all love Margo as a character, but what she did back in Season 3 is unacceptable, and she has to be held accountable. Will that happen? More on that later. Also, 
to add to Margot's problems, Elena still does not want to work with Margot, and we see that more in this episode when they're in a conference room for a meeting. As soon as the meeting does end, Margot tries to take small talk with Elena. As soon as the meeting does end, Margot tries to make small talk with Elena about her family life and ask Elena how her husband's been doing. Elena does reply by telling Margot that she doesn't want Margot asking her about her family life as they're only going to talk about the project and also she agree with Margot when she's right and also disagree when she thinks Margot is wrong. Elena is clearly setting boundaries in the scene against Margot as Elena is still angry and understandably so for Margot for what she did back in season 3. This is definitely not Margot's finest hour in this series. I mean, she goes back to NASA, no one likes her, no one wants her there, she should be in prison actually, but she has diplomatic immunity from the Soviet Union, but Margot has to navigate a very unique environment and she has no friends in the situation. I mean, Eli is nice to Margot, but he has to be, pretty much because he has to navigate several political issues, several people, and also now Margot is now one of Eli's latest problems. This does make Eli even more likable, I mean, he probably doesn't want Margot there, he knows what she did is wrong, but also, he must practice diplomacy in his very unique situation. You know what I'm starting to think here? I think Eli would be a good president, or a good secretary of state. Can we see that later in the series? Maybe? It's a long shot and probably wishful thinking, but seeing Eli navigate his very unique situations makes him seem more qualified for what he has right now at NASA. Going back to Sergei, there's a scene where Leda leaves her home to go start her day, and where Sergei confronts Leda, but also in a very good way. At first, Leda is very cautious of Sergei. She knows who he is, but he tells her he came in peace because he wants to talk to Leda about Margot. They talk over coffee at Leda's home, and where Sergei tells Leda everything, it turns out Margot became a defector to the Soviet Union. That really wasn't Margot's fault. Sergei tells Leda he was assigned to shadow Margot and get top secret information from her for NASA rocket engine designs, as the Soviets knew they would not make their launch window to Mars back in 1994. This does seem to have an effect on Leda because she's hearing a different side of the story, the one that actually happened. That Margot was placed in a trap by the Soviets with Sergei as a pawn. Sergei wants to talk to Margot, and Leda is his pathway to get there. Sergei also tells a skeptical Leda that if it wasn't for Margot, Leda and Sergei would not be where they're at in their lives. That Margot played a big role in where they are as people in terms of their careers and also advancement despite their negative circumstances at the current moment. This talk by Sergei does play a critical role to convince Elena that Margot is indeed worthy of forgiveness, even though Elena is also very skeptical. However, this talk from Sergei does change the entire picture for the entire situation. After Elena and Sergei talk, Elena talks to Margot back at NASA headquarters. Margot's seen alone in the observation room just in front of the main control room, just like old days, but also new headquarters and new room at a new place in NASA. Elena and Margot talk. It's a much better conversation, and it's in this scene where it appears that Elena does slip Margot a code from Sergei. Now remember, back in Season 3, Sergei and Margot communicated by code that he sent to each other in the mail. This code is from Sergei to Margot. Margot deciphers the code and knows it's from Sergei, but also she's very cautious about approaching Sergei after being away from each other for several years. Sergei goes to a restaurant by himself, hoping to meet Margot. To a disappointed Sergei, Margot doesn't show up. Sergei then leaves a restaurant to find Margot waiting for him in the parking lot. Margot at first does not want to talk to Sergei. She tries to leave, but as Sergei does drop a major truth bomb on Margot by saying that Irina was Sergei's KGB handler back when Sergei was working with the Soviet space program, and that Irina does have KGB ties and a very strong KGB background. Sergei tells Margot that Irina is a person who destroyed both their lives, that Irina is also a very bad person who is also very involved in the KGB, who also was a puppet master for the entire mess that Sergei and Margot got themselves back into back in Season 3, which led 
such events of Margot's defection. Sergei then tells Margot that she cannot go back to Soviet Union by saying it's too dangerous and that Irina has several ulterior motives. To my surprise, Margot's security detail isn't there for the whole situation. They don't know that Margot's talking with Sergei because Margot does have a Soviet bodyguard watching her every move, so the Soviets, in my view, have no idea that Sergei and Margot are talking back in Houston and also in a very clandestine matter. But also Sergei does have Margot's best interests at heart and he tells Margot that under no circumstance must she go back to Soviet Union because she'll be in grave danger if she does so. Here's a question though, will Margot actually stay in the United States because if she does, she's gonna go to prison. But when you think about it, she's already in a prison back in the Soviet Union. So Margot must decide which prison does she want, a prison back in the United States or a different kind of prison back in the Soviet Union. That there is something Margot must decide and it can't wait to see what happens as season 4 does progress and what Margot decides to do. Back at Happy Valley on Mars, Dev and Ed are putting their plan into motion. Sam meets with Dev and decides she's also in on the operation to get the asteroid. It's a very unique meeting and I like this group dynamic. You got Ed, Dev, and Sam and the other Helios workers, who are all in a very small group, deciding to plan to steal this asteroid and change your destiny forever and also the future on Mars. They definitely know it will not be easy, because NASA has their own plan as well, because NASA holds their own meeting as well in terms of how to strategize to retrieve the asteroid to bring it back to Earth orbit. But Dev is also sitting on this meeting as well. And Dev does convince NASA to have Sam on the crew because Helios doesn't want to have Sam on the crew due to their background with the strike. But Dev, using skills and also communication abilities, is able to convince Danielle to have Sam on the crew because Sam has a major task ahead of her to steal what is called a discriminator box on the spacecraft that NASA has in order for the Helios crew and Dev's own crew to have something to communicate with when he sealed the asteroid. It's a major task at hand, but also went full with cloak and dagger and a lot of tradecraft. Throughout the rest of the episode, Dev, Ed, and their crew smuggle parts to fund their own secret operation to get this asteroid away from NASA and the Mars 7 nations. I like how this all plays out. They're using tradecraft to get Miles on board. At first, Miles does not want to be part of this, but after Dev tells Margaret the phrase, do you want to be a millionaire or a billionaire, Miles jumps on board. But also, I do wonder about this because when Miles is talking to Ed and Dev about skepticism about this, Miles appears to be a millionaire already given his rock operation on Mars, but now he's been approached with a much better opportunity to make even more money by getting his asteroid. But also, can he really trust Dev? Does Dev have a secret motive we don't know about yet? I think he probably does, but we have yet to see it play out. Now, of course, in their smuggling operation by getting these parts, because the box they need gets sent somewhere else for secure storage. This is a discriminator box they need Sam to switch out on a NASA spacecraft when he go try to map out the asteroid. Because of this, Ed doesn't list Alex, his grandson, to sneak in the room where it's being kept by crawling through the air vents to steal the box. They get the box, but also he leaves a mess behind just after the theft. A Helios guard does arrive into the closet and knows some items are moved around. Will he notice that the box was stolen? That there we do not know. Towards the end of the episode, when a NASA spacecraft is in space going towards the asteroid, Sam is in orbit with it as part of the crew. She sees a communications box and knows her time is coming to swap out the box in order to get the original one back to the Helios crew such as Dev and Ed. She looks at a box and says, F me, and that's how the episode ends. So, just two episodes remain in season four of Apple TV's For All Mankind. How it ends is anyone's guess at the moment, but I definitely do believe we'll see a shift in power on Happy Valley and also on Mars, with Dev and Ed having more control after they retrieve the asteroid, because I definitely do believe that's where it's going so far towards the end of season four. And for Margot, will she face accountability for her actions? I definitely do believe that will happen. And also, for this 
asteroid, what will happen? I don't know yet, but I can't wait to see what happens towards the end of Season 4. But here are my questions and observations from Episode 8 of Season 4 from Apple TV's For All Mankind. The first one is, Ed bonding with Alex. At first, Ed was not doing very well with this, but in this episode, Ed and Alex bonded quite well, actually. And I saw more positive development in Ed's character as well. He's taking more responsibility as a grandfather and also as a person, while also working with Dev to retrieve the asteroid in order to gain more leverage on Mars. But seeing Ed bond with Alex is actually quite nice to see, and also there was a moment in the episode where Ed saw a picture of himself with his first son, which is very powerful to see and also showing the power of the passage of time in this series. With seeing Ed getting older as a character, but also showing he still has it, and also shows he has a lot to offer so far in this series towards the end of Season 4. So seeing Ed bond with Alex is quite nice to see, and hope to see more of that towards the end of Season 4. And also Miles. Is Miles a millionaire? Because Miles seemed to hint at that towards Ed and Dev when they're trying to recruit Miles for their secret operation to retrieve that asteroid. Miles' operation is doing quite well, actually. Yeah, he lost a speakeasy, but also Miles really never got caught, and I think he's going to be just fine in this season towards the end of Season 4 because I thought Miles was going to get caught by smuggling those rocks off Mars, but I think in the end, no one really cares what Miles is doing. He has an operation. He's more open about it. Additionally, it's also working well for him as well from a financial standpoint. For another question I have, though, is what happened between Miles and Sam? I thought Miles and Sam would become a couple in this season, but so far it seems to been distant towards one another in this season towards the end of Season 4. They hardly ever talk. I don't see them together like we did back in towards the beginning of Season 4, and I do wonder, what happened between Miles and Sam? Will they reconcile? Will they actually get together? I don't think this is going to happen right now, but also, just what happened between Miles and Sam? Will that be a mystery of this series? I hope not. I want to see closure between Miles and Sam. I mean, Sam did get Miles involved in the operation between Dev and Ed, but also, there's nothing more beyond that. So that there's another question I do have, and that is, what happened between Miles and Sam? I hope we can answer on that towards the end of Season 4. And also, could Helios and NASA have a disaster in hands with this asteroid? Yeah, they're chasing it, but NASA doesn't know, and the Mars Seven Nations also do not know Dev and Ed have their own mission to take this asteroid away from their control. Could that lead to disaster in Season 4? Maybe, maybe not. But I think this operation to get this asteroid is just too good to be true, and I don't think it's going to go in the direction they're hoping it would go into. And also, will Margo and Elena reconcile? I think yes. I think that talk that Sergei had with Elena is going to lead Elena and Margaret to have some kind of reconciliation and also end her animosity towards one another. I mean, Margo wants to reconcile with Elena, but Elena's also been hesitant to do that as she hates Margo for what Margo did back in the end of Season 3. But I definitely do believe that Margo and Elena will reconcile because of Sergei and a talk he had with Elena. Speaking of Margo, where Margo stay in the United States and also face consequences for her actions? I'm going to say yes as well because Sergei warned Margo about Irina and what awaits Margo potentially back in Russia if she does go back to the Soviet Union. I definitely do believe that Margo will see what Sergei said as truth and stay behind the United States while also facing consequences for her actions from Season 3 and for defecting to the Soviet Union. I think for Margo that is the best option available. I mean, she probably knows now that what Sergei said is true, that Irina is very dangerous, and that going back to Russia is indeed not the right thing to do. So I definitely do believe that Margo will stay back in the United States and also face consequences for what she did and probably even face the rest of her life in prison. 
I definitely do see that from Margot right now. Unless something happens, like she maybe makes a deal or something, but I don't see Margot going back to Russia towards the end of season four. And here's another question I have, and that is, back in the past episode, in episode seven, the CIA said they have an asset and an agent on Mars. And I did wonder, who is that? Will we know who that asset is for a CIA operative on Mars? Here's a theory I have on this, and that is, is Sam the CIA spy on Mars? I want to say right now, that's my theory right now, that Sam is a CIA spy and that she is a CIA agent on Mars and she's probably going to play a big role in an operation between Dev and Ed but also she might feel conflicted as well with her loyalties toward the CIA. So right now my theory is this. I definitely do believe that Sam is a CIA spy on Mars or maybe that will also be another mystery of the series that we'll never know who the CIA operative on Mars really is but right now I definitely do believe that Sam could be that person who is the CIA operative on Mars, and she'll play a big role in terms of how Dev and Ed's operation to retrieve the asteroid plays out, for good or for bad. Finally, will Dev and Ed's plan work to get the asteroid? I don't know yet. I'm probably going to say yes, but also I don't think it's going to be that simple. There could be a disaster along the way, some consequences, and some casualties along the way as well. It's a very dangerous operation, and I think it's too good to be true by saying it's going to be that easy for Dev and Ed and for the plan to succeed. To sum it up, Dev and Ed are out for themselves. They both have this arrogance around them, and it's all about them staying on Mars because they don't want to go back to planet Earth. That just sums up their operation. I think it's based on selfishness when you think about it, even though they want to establish a permanent colony on Mars and advance the human race in a whole different way. But also, they have their own interest at heart. So we'll see how this turns out for Ed and Dev, and also for everyone else in this season, because when you think about it, this show does revolve around space exploration, but personal interest and personal egos are also a big part of this as well, as everyone has their own agenda and their own self-interest to look out for. Remember back in Season 3 when Molly Cobb told Karen that she had to be a selfish person to get ahead in life, and in this show for all mankind, there are a lot of selfish pricks, and Ed and Dev are two of them. So we just got done with episode 8. There are just now two episodes left in season 4. How does it end? We don't know yet, but like every season in this series, there is always a major crisis. What the crisis is remains to be seen, but I definitely do know it'll be a big one that I need to get resolved by a lot of people with great ingenuity. But for now though, that is where I'll leave it, and that should do it for me this episode of Bruce Stilled. Please do tear friends and family about this podcast and please rate this podcast under Zard Podcast Directory as feedback is always appreciated. Please stay tuned for future recaps of Apple TV's For All Mankind Season 4, coverage of 2023 NFL season through the House Lombardi, guest interviews, craft beer content, and other topics of interest. Please check out this podcast over on Instagram at Bruce Still Podcast over on Instagram. Please enjoy us get beer, bourbon, whiskey as you enter this winter season. I'm your host Brandon. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you all next time. And until then, be brewed and be the still, folks. Cheers. Uh-huh.